word be spoken, O Lord. May only your word be heard. Amen. Please be seated. The people in Jesus' day flocked to him. As he said, they were like sheep without a shepherd. And when he came near, they fought tooth and nail to get near him. They brought out sick people into the marketplaces and just laid them there so that they could just touch the fringe of his cloak as he walked by. They ran around a lake ahead of the boat that was crossing so they could get there. Folks fought hard to get to Jesus because, as he said, they were sheep without a shepherd. We heard last week about Herod and what a wonderful ruler he was. killed one of his own subjects because he wanted to look good. We had the Pharisees and a lot of the religious leaders who were very pious themselves but tended to be more contemptuous toward the people rather than leading them towards a life with God. People flocked to Jesus whenever he came near and fought to be with him. Why are so many not flocking to Jesus now? People aren't getting healed like they once were when Jesus was healing people. But then again, we have doctors that can do a lot of that. Physical healing may not be as badly needed, but there's a lot of healing from depression that people need, from disconnection, overstretched lives, unending pull for the next thing and the next thing. Perhaps people don't flock to Jesus like they used to because rather than sheep without a shepherd, we are sheep with far too many shepherds. Sometimes we are seeking after our own self-worth, thinking that we don't have it. So we seek it in money, we seek it in sport, we seek it in all kinds of different things that we try to prove that we are worthy of love. Sometimes it's just our leisure activities that are our shepherds. We need to relax. We need to unwind. And so we spend a lot of time in leisure. Sometimes it's our work and we spend all of our time in work. And we don't have time for leisure or much of anything else. And work is our shepherd. Sometimes it's self-improvement. Be your best self now. There's a variety of activities which the world promises unending riches, wealth, health, whatever ails you to those who participate. And a lot of them offer good morals and good character. And when we consider in the church how much in sort of popular Christianity, well, baptism is kind of one and done. You get to go to heaven now. You've been baptized. And what else does the church really teach? Well, good morals, good character. Heck, I can get that playing soccer. That's more fun, too. And so we got people who a lot of times feel like there's not much of a need for our life together as disciples of Jesus. Because maybe we've forgotten what our life with Jesus really is. Thinking that, oh, I can get that elsewhere. With all of these other shepherds clamoring for our attention. It doesn't need to be in competition with one another. All of these other things that we do aren't bad things. But it is, a, it is a struggle. It's a struggle to come to Jesus. It's a struggle to break hold 
break the hold of our other shepherds. We have commitments which we don't want to break. And we don't want to break our word. We also have our baptismal covenant, the commitment that we made to live together as disciples of Jesus, to raise each other up, to teach and follow our children, to teach and uh, teach our children, follow our children, to teach our children to follow Jesus. Sometimes we should follow our children, though. They come to Jesus much more easily than we do. But we're to teach each other and raise each other up as disciples of Jesus, as Episcopalians. And a lot of these other activities and these things we follow are other shepherds are good in and of themselves. They sometimes even seem like armor protecting us from the countless trials we face in our lives. Disconnection, boredom, getting into trouble, just giving us time to unwind, unwind, relax, enjoy life. But a lot of these things, when they end up excluding our communal faith and our connection to God, when they replace Jesus, these other shepherds will stop becoming armor and become a sword, which harms us, leave us even more exhausted. So I'm going to sing a song by a band called Rush. If you know this band, you will know that one dude doing mediocre rhythm guitar cannot do Rush justice. Three of the finest musicians, bassist, guitarist, and drummer that we know of in this age, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> because I love this song, and I love what it means and what it says. I have a pick somewhere. Might be in the pocket. If not, I'll get it from my guitar case. Sorry for the little bit. There it is, okay. If it's not, I've got one in my keychain. It's kind of nice, I know. This is a song called Armor and Sword by Rush. <laughs>
and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. We are God's dwelling place. And we're not going to get to stay that way if we don't fight for it. We are the body of Christ and we are connected to God and Christ through one another. Through Jesus. God into one another through Jesus. We have God's very life abiding among us and abiding within us. It's a gift that's given from God. We don't earn it, but we need to fight to keep it. And that fight is within ourselves. Paul talks about that war within us, the war between our spirit and our flesh. We have these many shepherds clamoring for our attention, clamoring for our spirit and our flesh. And we want to keep our life following Jesus. Our spirit desires it, but sometimes the flesh is too weak. We want to follow our one true shepherd. We want to keep and strengthen and grow our lives together in Jesus. We can't do it without a fight. Amen.